We're going to start by talking about body cams, and I would love to know your thoughts on this pilot project that the city of Edmonton is going to undergo. So starting next week, 35 police officers are going to be wearing body cameras. These things are pretty small. They're about the size of a deck of cards. And these officers, they have front-facing public roles. Going to try them out for six months in our city and see how this thing works. How do you feel about this idea? Do you think this is something that is maybe a little bit too late in our city? Do you think that 35 officers is going to give us the results that we want it to? Here's a little bit more detail before we get into a bigger conversation about it. The video and the audio cannot be edited by by the police members that do capture it. It gets uploaded in its full entire content and it becomes very level setting in relation to what the entire interaction looked like. So that's EBS Superintendent Derek McIntyre providing a little bit more context about what this is going to provide, but I do know there are lots of questions. So send them in, 780-496-0063. We're going to get into it right now with our guest, who's a professor of sociology at Brandon University and author of Policing and Social Media, Social Control in an Era of New Media, Dr. Christopher Schneider. Dr. Schneider, thank you so much for making the time. Really appreciate the conversation. Thanks for having me, Chelsea. So a lot of questions about this initiative, about the six-month pilot program. Let's just kind of start right at the very beginning when we're talking about these body cams. What is the intention of them? What's their purpose? Well, the purpose of the cameras is to do two primary things. First, it's to reduce police use of force. And second is to reduce civilian complaints. And indeed, these are the two most tested outcomes in the research that has addressed body-worn cameras. Do they work? Uh, the short answer is, is no. So um, there's been a, a comprehensive meta-analysis of 70 studies of body-worn cameras, and this meta-analysis has showed no statistically significant effects or difference in officers wearing the cameras and those not wearing the cameras in terms of reducing complaints and use of force. Okay, so if they're ineffective, then why move forward with this project? Well, the idea is, um, I mean, we're in love with the the idea, essentially. I want to be in love with it, too. Let me make that very clear. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that means, essentially, that these cameras are being rolled out largely across North America and around the world on the basis of beliefs and assumptions about human behavior. Hmm. For example, if an officer is wearing a camera, of course they're not going to engage in police misconduct or brutality. Why would any sensible person do that? The camera's filming. And then, you know, the logic of of, of civilians, right? Of course I'm going to listen to police commands and I'm not going to do something stupid because I know I'm being recorded. Uh, The evidence just doesn't support that belief. I mean, I I point most notably to the police murder of George Floyd, Minneapolis in 2020. Uh, The officers who were responsible for that were all wearing body-worn cameras and uh, they did what they did anyway. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up because that's immediately what I think about when I think about body-worn cameras and you think about the footage that then ends up online and, you know, or the superintendent for EPS here was talking a little bit about these, these clips ending up online and lacking some context or distorting the context of a situation. Can you talk about that angle of it? Sometimes the footage of this ending up online and maybe we're misinterpreting it or maybe we're not? Well, it's a piece of the puzzle. So I, I would uh, implore the, the police and the public, if, the, if it's really about increasing transparency and increasing police accountability, which is what everybody is saying, the police should be encouraging 
the public to also record their interactions on their cell phones mm. because all, all of these images, all of these videos, we would presumably want as much evidence as possible from all the angles that are possible, including the body-worn camera footage, to give us the best picture of what happened so that we can either hold police officers to account or we can see that, say, you know, a citizen did something they shouldn't have done. I wonder if, you know, in the era that we live in now, this is something that really is just, it's necessary because everyone is going to be filming these interactions and people oftentimes do. I mean, you see so many situations where everyone's got their phone out and they're filming an interaction with a police officer. So is this something that's just part of what police and law enforcement looks like now, even if it is relatively ineffective? I think so. And, and, and largely the cameras have been shown, you know, there's evidence that it, it actually helps uh, police officers, right, in terms of using the camera and the camera footage uh, to absolve officers of faulty complaints uh, or, for example, uh, to provide um, video to the public in, in the rare circumstances that it is released to support a, uh, a police narrative or a law enforcement narrative of what it is that has, has happened in a particular encounter. Uh, the real question becomes, though, is is it worth spending uh, millions of dollars of taxpayer money uh, each year, say, to store the data uh, for uh, uh, technology that's largely sort of uh, ineffective? Yeah, and I wonder, too, about the effectiveness of 35 officers wearing them. That seems like a small number. Is that going to be enough for us to really gather evidence about whether or not this is something we should move forward with? I think it is a small number, and in part, I think I think what the Edmonton Police Service is doing here, because, of course, listeners will know they had a, a pilot project from 2011 to 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, they scrapped these body-worn cameras because the police themselves found no difference between what we talked about earlier, complaints and use of force. And also, there's a substantial cost associated with these devices, which has gone up exponentially since 2014. The, I think with the small project they're doing now is to test the devices and choose a provider, right, that's going to provide the cameras, provide the software that's going to be the cloud service where the materials are uploaded, uh, it seems to me that's what they're doing now. So 35, I think, would be uh, an, an accurate number insofar as it would give the police a sense of, you know, are, do all 35 cameras work uh, as the uh, camera provider is saying they work? Uh, is the uploading to the software, you know, to the cloud system, does it work 100% of the time on these 35 cameras? That will give, I think, the police some insight in terms of which particular provider they should then go with. You know, going back to what you mentioned before about the fact that these don't necessarily provide any less criminal behavior, um, it, it seems that although people know that they're being filmed, police and and those committing a crime or being approached by a police officer, there is still a lack of accountability, even though they're being filmed. Why is that? Well, I mean, I think, you know, again, we can record everything and it's not going to change anything. The, the social science literature is pretty clear that, you know, recording people and surveillance doesn't stop crime or even necessarily deter crime. I mean, we live in a surveillance society. Everything about surveillance cameras and stores, people still steal stuff. Uh, when you look at police interactions with civilians, you know, oftentimes, uh, you know, people, it's, it's been said the worst day of their life, uh, but they might be emotionally charged. There might be some sort of uh, mental breakdown happening. Drugs, alcohol could be involved. Uh, you know, often we talk about the belief about these devices being effective. We're imagining like perfect scenarios of a totally reasonable officer and a totally reasonable civilian having a totally reasonable conversation and, of course, not doing all the things that we see on video. And oftentimes that's just not the case. 
I want to keep going with this conversation, and I'd love to get some of your insight about the book that you've written. It's called Policing and Social Media, Social Control in an Era of New Media. What are some of the challenges when it comes to providing law enforcement in a society that is obsessed with social media? Uh, But we have to take a very short break, so we'll come right back into this conversation talking about Edmonton police about to wear body cameras starting next week. At least 35 police officers will in this new pilot project. Our guest is a professor of sociology at Brandon University, Dr. Christopher Schneider. We'll be right back with him in three minutes. So starting next Monday, 35 Edmonton police officers will be wearing body cameras in our city. What do you think about this idea, Chad Nation? 780-496-0063 is the number to text if you want to weigh in. This is following a provincial announcement that came in March that all police officers in Alberta will start wearing these cameras. So this pilot project is going to last for six months. Officers are going to try out different kinds of cameras to decide what's going to work best for them. But a lot of questions about this. We're getting into it right now with our guest. He's a professor of sociology at Brandon University, Dr. Christopher Schneider. Dr. Schneider, thanks so much for sticking around on hold. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for keeping me around. So there's questions on the text line coming in from our listeners as we're discussing this about the rights to the footage. Does the public have a right to see the footage captured on these body cams? Should the release of it be mandatory? This is. These are really, really important questions for the public to bring up, and the short answer is no, generally speaking. Now, it can change in different jurisdictions, and this is something that's really important as the Edmonton Police in Alberta generally move toward uh, implementing body-worn cameras on all their officers, is for the public to then be, to help uh, and contribute to the development of policies, and the policies then that would compel the police then to give it the material, the footage, to the public. Hmm. Largely, this is not the case. The police keep the footage themselves, even in circumstances where if somebody lodges a complaint, for for instance, uh, they, and the police then often will not turn over the footage to those individuals. In some jurisdictions, so the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department, for example, they charge $300 an hour for a request to have body-worn camera footage if somebody files a complaint. We need to make sure that does not happen uh, in the province of Alberta. Wow. I'm I'm wondering how much human error could potentially play a role in what is actually being filmed because officers aren't going to be able to edit the video that's taken, but they will be able to turn the cameras on and off at their discretion. So can you speak to that, how much, how problematic that could be, or if that's just the way that these simply run in everywhere? Largely, that's the case. And I mean, uh, that unfortunately negates any serious conversation or discussions about transparency or accountability. Right. The officer could say, forget to turn the camera on or, right. you know, turn it off and say they forgot. And, and these are real problems. All of that said, there are circumstances where the, the camera should be turned off. So, for example, the EPS has pointed out that if they're, say, talking to victims of, uh, you know, a sexual violent offense or uh, young offenders, informants, so on and so forth, we don't want that recorded. Also, uh, when you look at the uh, officers themselves, right, when they use the restroom, they should, of course, people turn the cameras sure. off. Uh, we need to point back to policy here, right? So look for the Toronto Police Service, one of the large police services to have the body-worn cameras in Canada, and they are allowed to turn the cameras off, say, at the request of a citizen in one circumstance, and that is when you phone the police for service to your home. And that's another issue here, too, right? The, the cameras, should they be running when the officers come into your home, when they're invited into your home? You know, and the short answer is no, right? The, the home is one of the most protected legal spaces. 
And so you can make requests. And that's another thing. As these cameras are being uh, rolled out with the, the people in the province of Alberta, they need... That's Dr. Christopher Schneider, professor of sociology at Brandon University and author of Policing and Social Media, Social Control in an Era of New Media. And that's the era that we find ourselves on. So is this simply a reality? Someone on the text line, too, pointing out that we're years behind when it comes to technology and adoption of new technology in cases like this. So body cameras should be something that really are just accepted as a new part of policing and a new part of law enforcement. Now this new pilot project going to start taking place on Monday in our city. So are we behind? Are we simply adopting something that we should have adopted a long time ago? I'd love to get more of your thoughts on this one. 780-496-0063. Okay, it looks like we do have our guest back again. We've got the got the connection here again. Dr. Schneider, uh, only going to keep you for a couple more minutes. And I, I, want, I just want to touch on the, the subject of your book. You wrote Policing and Social Media, Social Control in an Era of New Media. And can you speak to that in, you know, just in some kind of general terms about just how different difficult it is to provide law enforcement right now in this new era of social media. So the idea essentially is the way in which, uh, you know, police not only use social media uh, as a way to, you know, collect information with crimes, but it's a way of not only engaging the public, but developing what researchers call image work. And that's the idea of presenting the police in ways that are legitimate and the public accepts the police as legitimate. And this can include things like making uh, lip dub videos. Listeners might recall that, you know, back singing to the Backstreet Boys and this kind of stuff. So a lot of the humor and things that we see, uh, this is an effort to keep and maintain police legitimacy because, as listeners know, with the viral videos that go of police engaging in misconduct and violence, that can be damaging to the police brand. Someone on the text line now responding to our conversation saying, I think that body cams are a great idea. We'll get the truth about what actually went on because I think quite often the people that are arrested or approached by the police officer can tell whatever story they want. But it's the same as a police officer. This way, there's no problem. You know exactly what went on. And that kind of goes against what the research suggests. Can you speak to that just to make it clear for any new listeners that are coming into this conversation? Sure. The research so far is, is, is inconsistent in whether or not the use of the cameras reduces police use of force and civilian complaints. Also, the cameras, when they are recording in perfect circumstances, only give us a small piece of, of the puzzle, right? Um, you know, the Edmonton police have said it gives us the entire interaction. That's not necessarily true, right? Depending on when the camera is turned on, uh, we might not know what leads up to the police chase. Often another thing, too, as I've said, the, the discussion of the cameras and the idea of them often is in, in like, perfect circumstances. Oftentimes, the cameras can become dislodged uh, in the police struggle to arrest somebody. They can fall off. They don't capture the entire circumstance as much as the public would like them to believe. And again, to be clear, I'm in love with the idea of these cameras, too. But the, the scientific research literature just does not support their efficacy. Okay. Dr. Schneider, thank you so much for sticking around and making the time this afternoon. Great to get your insight. Thanks for having me. Of course. That's Dr. Christopher Schneider, professor of sociology at Brandon University, talking about body cams now to be worn in our city for the next six months as part of a pilot project. 35 officers are going to be wearing them as of Monday.